Hello and welcome to No Rest for the Weekend, where we go behind the scenes and talk to the creators of independent entertainment. I'm Jason Godby, and with me in the Rabbit Hole studio today, he is a filmmaker and the founder of the New York City Indie Film Collective, Mr. Joseph Yulo. Welcome, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's great to have you, man. Thanks for you. Thank you uh, so much for, for schlepping to Brooklyn. We always appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're going to get into it. I want to talk about Indie Film Collective. I want to talk about filmmaker networking, all that stuff, and, and also about you and your projects. But first, let's get a little brief history of, of you going. So uh, how did you get into filmmaking and like sort of what is your origin story? I, you know, as a kid growing up uh, in a small barrier town in South Jersey, I always used to escape to the, the theater to uh, escape the harsh realities I found myself in as a kid. And I always used to lo lose myself on the screen in the stories and then seek out the, all the storytellers on the small uh, island that I lived on. And uh, it started, really kicked in for me when, when my daughter was born and I was that proud dad in the, in the audience with a camera. Uh, and, I, and I always look for ways to tell, to, to document her progress as a little actress or a singer or a dancer. Uh, and it just, I realized that I had a, that I had a knack for it. And I started going to school for it and studying it. And uh, the first film I ever made was a, a, a live action documentary actually, because most of that stuff I did up to then was just all photos uh, with Ken Burns effects. So I started as a proud dad. So I know that, uh, you know, we're talking because of, of this thing called the Indie Film Collective. Mm -hmm. What tell uh, tell the folks at home what is that and uh, and and how do people become a part of it? What's its history, its mission, all that kind of stuff? I founded the the Indie Film Collective about ten years ago, uh, when I first started going to the New School as an undergrad, and I was looking for a community of actors, artists, and filmmakers like myself who shared a passion for collaborating and creating, and I couldn't find that. Because um, you know this business can be a little jaded, can be a little ego and diva full, uh, and so what I did wind up doing is I started creating my own community and 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 carefully finding those collaborators. And it, it, over the time, it's just blown up to what it is today. So how big is it now? You 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 sort of head up the New York City chapter, mm -hmm. and then you guys have other chapters around the world, right? Mm -hmm. We branched out, so we're um, we're a member-run organization made up of actors, artists, and filmmakers who really share a passion to collaborate in a diva and ego-free environment, which is critical because everybody's valued, everybody has a say, and we have to see these core values of win-win, equal value, and uh, equality. You know, we want to make sure that everyone in the collective feels like they belong and then they don't feel like they're being taken advantage of by, by unscrupulous people. So we try to build that and through networking events and um, collaborative projects and stuff. So we have about, in our New York chapter, we have about maybe 2,500 members. We have about 5,000 members worldwide. It doesn't cost anything to join. It just, uh, it really what it is is that people have to participate and engage. So I know people who just sign up to things and really don't interact or engage and you're not really benefiting but you know in our group people come to our meetups we talk about films we support each other we promote each other's work we celebrate each other's work and we collaborate 
What's like the bare bones of that? Like, um, just talk to me on a practical level. Like, say I'm a filmmaker, I want to get involved. How do I join up, and then what do I do from there? Is it just about going to meetups, or is it uh, is it online? How, what's the the nuts and bolts of it? So we we congregate online and social media like Facebook and Meetup.com. So we have a Facebook group, and we use those as avenues, space to kind of stay stay in touch. But we're really a face to face organization. Even though we have presence on Facebook and presence on Meetup and we have presence on LinkedIn and those platforms, that's just a way because everyone's living online right now. So that's we want to meet and connect with people that way. I use social media as a production tool myself. So it's it's a way for us to connect and inform each other what's happening. So we have meetups. We try to do monthly meetups with a theme around it. Uh, last meetup we had had a was called Meetup in a Movie where we featured a filmmaker, a member's work, and did a Q&A. That's cool. Um, the one before that, we we had another filmmaker who's a, a union stunt person in the business. Uh, he's doing a documentary on Marcus Garvey. So his event was set around raising funds. And so we had like 17 volunteers of the collective come out and help out. And we did a meetup afterwards, you know, during the event. And we supported what he was doing. That's really cool. Like, yeah. so, you know, if I'm a member of this thing and I've got a project, I can tell you guys about it. And uh, you can... You can help me find an audience. Uh, you can help me maybe find funding. Maybe help me find people who can who can help me with my film. Uh, in in terms of collaborating with uh, other crew members, actors, etc. And for you, what do you get out of this? Like, what, what, you started it, but have you been able to like make connects yourself and and produce work out of it? I get out of it is by meeting these great actors, artists, and filmmakers, uh, and building my own network of people that I can rely on, um, and and create content with. Very cool. Uh, and grow. You know, the, the key is that we need to grow together uh, and get to that next level. Because it's great making great this great content, but we need to be we need to be sustainable, right? So our, our whole goal in this is like hey, you got great ideas. Let's let's create it together. Do it as as as, as much as possible with a little bit of money, because we don't have a lot of money in this business. Sure. As struggling artists. We have a lot of resources, skill and talent, but we don't have a lot of money. But when the big wigs come in town with budgets, they hire us, right? And usually they hire us at a lower rate where we feel like we're being taken advantage of. So let's bypass all that. Let's come together, create content, get it exploited, make money together, and and help each other grow and get to that next level. I think I'm seeing this more and more. I've seen a lot more meetups and a lot more, uh, you know, uh, Facebook groups mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. It's really hard to choose the right one because I, I don't think a lot of them are sort of concentrated as yours. Like it, it feels like you guys have a real purpose and you actually get stuff done. Yeah. Which to me, it's like, and the, you know, this show too. It's if anybody watches it, it's really about practical knowledge and practical things, like pe- things that you can put into practice that um, you know will help you on the set tomorrow. Right. You know, as opposed to down the road dreaming or you know if you or if you want to sell your show or sell your movie or get funding for it. So I really appreciate that, and I think our, our goals are in line. Yeah. For people you know who might be new to this, or maybe they're new to New York City, right? And they want to you know join up uh, or. You know, people are just kind of breaking into the industry in general because you've been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give people or what, what advice would you give uh, someone who's a new filmmaker or maybe somebody who's kind of new to networking? Because mm-hmm. networking is so important and I think a lot of people hate it, you know, and it, it's, you it's know. It's a necessary evil, right? It is. I mean, some people just like, you know, I, I mean, it's not 
it, personally, it's not the most fun thing for me to, but I've gotten good at it because I've been doing this and I, and this is how I work. You right. know? Uh, very rarely do we get jobs in this industry by sending in resumes or something like that. Right. Um, well, talk to me a little bit about sort of the importance of, of networking and what advice you would give, say, a new filmmaker look, looking to break into the New York City scene. So I'm just going to speak directly to this new 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 Yorker filmmaker Go for or people it. in the business. Go for it. One, know your value and welcome to New York City because there's not a lot of people welcoming these folks and making oh, them feel yeah. like they're part of the community. I go on my way to welcome people, to make them feel a part of something. So you're part of it. You're, you're here for a reason. You had a dream to come to New York to fulfill or to pursue your film career. You belong here. You know that and understand that. That's important. Have faith in that and because this is a very tough business, especially in New York because there's so many DPs out there. There's You can literally throw a dime and hit 20 actors. Yeah, man. Right? Yeah. So you you have to go you have to compete against all those folks but you're really not competing against them. This is what I want to tell you. You're competing against yourself. But don't let anyone else determine how you feel about yourself. That's right. You know right. what I'm saying? And just because someone else is jaded doesn't mean you have to hold on to that and make it your own. So have faith and confidence in your ability. Get out there and meet as many people as possible until you find those people that are down like you. You touched on a, a great point because this city is so saturated. The industry is so saturated with people. Like it seems like everybody and their uncle, you know, who has a can camera now, thinks they're you know Fellini or something. Right. Yeah. But and and New York is, from my own personal experience, and and I'm sure you found this too. Like New York is hard. Like it's one of those towns where everybody who comes here is the best at whatever they did wherever they were. So you were the greatest cameraman in Kansas, and now you want to come to New York and make it in television or something, you know. But everybody else did too. So it's like, how do you fit in, and how do you find your niche? And I think you can do it, and you can do it at different sort of levels. You just have to kind of know what level you're at, right. and then work to get to the next one. Um, but and that, rarely that does exactly anyone help you. Yeah. yeah, rarely does anyone help you. Yeah, because they are in competition with you, but not in our group. The group is each one teach one. You know, we're about growing together. Like, I, I'm a directing, I'm a teaching DP. I, I direct, I DP, I do, I do a little bit of everything, but I teach people what I'm doing and because I want to see them grow. You know, I want to see them grow because what happens is later down the road, that might come around, I might need help, and they might help me, right? Uh, but I do it because um, I think knowledge should be free. I, I say, I think film school is sort of a waste of time in the fact that everything you can learn, you can just, just be on set, you'll learn it. Why pay to, to learn it? Because when you go to film school, they make you go on set. Yeah. And everything about filmmaking, you can learn in literally on YouTube in, in maybe 20 or 30 hours. All the concepts. Right. I, well, you know, and I've had people work with me. I've had young people work with me who wanted to just get on a set and learn. And, you know, like I had a, a young guy who was an aspiring DP and worked on my film, uh, Thug Number 3. It's a short film. And uh, I said, well, what do you want to do? He said, well, I, w I want to eventually work up to DP. I said, so let's put you on camera and we'll, we'll have you, you know, be the first AC. And I said, can you pull focus? He said, great. I can pull focus like nobody's business. And he did, and he was great. Well, I didn't miss the focus all day long. And he kind of got to be on set and and work with a skilled DP. And, um, and I've had other people. Uh, I had a guy DP for me who was from Italy. And very experienced guy, great eye, tremendous on camera. But 
had never been on an American set before. Right. So he didn't know what we called stuff and just wanted to be like, no, I, he's like, I just want to hear this like in English and get, you know, like, because we call lights this and you, you know, and you call this that just to kind of get familiar with it. And it worked. And of course, you know, it was a low budget production, so there wasn't much uh, to pay people, but everybody on that set learned something. And I'm a big proponent of that because especially if you're first starting out, like get out there and learn. Um, but you have to find people who are willing to give you a shot. Right. You know, and it's very hard to do in this world of like, you know, well, I'm at this level, so I'm doing projects like this. And, you know, but and it, there is this, you know, forgive the expression, uh, it's an old expression, it's rather sexist, but this sort of every man for himself kind of mentality. I still find a lot of that. I because don't. it's that competition element. People right. they're competing against you. Because there's only so many jobs out here. Right. But I'm I'm like in the mind where I'm like, hey, listen, long as you're working, if you're paid at it or not, you're growing. There's a thing called the ten thousand hour rule, Malcolm Gladwell right. noted in his book. It takes ten thousand hours to master that one thing. Well, guess what? Go work on that 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 project for free. So what? You're not getting paid. It's experience. Don't let them take advantage of you because there's people that will take advantage of you. But get something. If it's not a win-win, if you're not getting something out of the project, then it's not worthy of your time. Yeah, that's, uh, what, that's what I feel as well. Like yeah. Everybody who works for me, even if it's just a, a one-day collaboration and we're going to shoot a little Instagram video or right. something, everybody that's there has to get something out of it. Out of it, yeah. yeah. You have to have a stake. Yes. I call them a stake in the production. That's right. why when I do my production, everyone has a stake. If I can't pay them, I give them, I, I give them an opportunity and I give them a stake. Like, in the collective, there's there's these two founding documents that kind of incorporate all our core values, and they encourage, you have a constitution, so to speak. We have a mission statement. Okay. Yeah, yeah you can say we have a constitution. What's the of. mission statement for it? I have to read it because I don't okay. remember it by heart. But uh, we have five. Give me the gist of it, though. Equality, value. Everyone's equal. Everyone has value, no matter what level of uh, of their you know from 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 the PA to the. 10-year experience director, DP. Everyone has value and everyone's respected. And that's what's key. Everyone is appreciated. You're appreciated for your contributions. I, when I'm on set, I'm, I, I treat everyone with respect. To the, if we're outside, we're shooting, and there's a homeless man in the shot, excuse me, there's a homeless man in the shot, I go up there and I say, hey, sir, how you doing? I'm Joe. Are you hungry? I got some food over here. I treat everyone with respect. And then I asked him, hey, man, we're, you're in our shot. Is it possible you can move over here? Because that kindness, people want to be taught, treated with kindness. You treat them with respect and kindness, they'll, they'll, they'll comply or they'll help out or they'll want to be a part of that. But that's what it is. And too many, too more often in this business, people feel like they got to be high, arrogant or, or uh, especially at the um, certain schools in New York uh, programs. Yeah. Very arrogant. Like, like they just, they made it. Uh, and they and they and they they're devos and, and they have egos, and that is like life's too damn short to be around that. Yeah, I find that um, you know I could be working with somebody who's really skilled, mm -hmm. but I will take the person with the better attitude over the exactly. skill, just because you know and you know films. Sometimes you're you're doing a feature film, you together you're working with people for months. Right. You know it's week after week, and you know. If you hate that person, or you know they're they're giving you static, or it, everything is a fight, who needs that man? Like, and I think more and more people, and you know, I, I'll tell you when we did like New York Television Festival, and we've been on, you know, we've attended these different panels here for the show, covering them for the show. Most of the people, and I'm talking about executives from CBS, NBC, whatever, they're going, you know, we have to like you 
as a person. Right. People are getting on board because not because of the project, because of you. Right. And you know, they, they'll say, you know, like if, if we like you, you're smart, you're creative, great. But if we don't like you, we're not going to like your project because you know, if if you because especially if you're bringing somebody like at uh, it's a project at the infancy of the project. Right. That takes a long time, man. And last thing you need to do is you know dealing with some egotist diva, especially if they're new. Right. Which you know, like if and that's, that's very common. Yeah. If, well. And I and I think it's I think it's a lot of insecurity that happens. I mean, we're we're talking on an emotional level now about, but there is this sort of psychology of a filmmaker or any probably any artist that's trying to make it in a given industry that's very competitive like ours. Right. But I think there's a bit of this sort of like overcompensation of like I'm not that good, but I have to appear better than I am, or right. like imposter syndrome and different stuff. But uh, I I think it's like you know. Put that away. Get over that. Find people who you can work with and make stuff. Uh, because, you, first of all, you're not going to be able to get a job unless you have some kind of experience. Mm-hmm. But nobody's going to give you a job uh, unless you have something to show them. You know? right. And, and, you and know, that requires collaboration? Absolutely. And you have to find people who you can do that with without you know, um, a fight and push and pull right. and all that kind of stuff. Well, people don't understand. A lot of people don't. Those folks that, that are like that don't understand that this is a people business. You got to be a people person. You got to be able to appreciate people when when it's time to appreciate them in a sincere, honest way, not a not a conniving, manipulative way, right? And you got to show your appreciation. If someone does a good job for me, I, I recognize them. I say I say praise in public, um, and then if they need to learn a lesson or you need to teach them something, do it in private. Don't embarrass them, uh, and respect them. And then guess what? They're not gonna. Uh, feel like they have to do something for you. For you. They're going to want to do it for you because you, you're, in, you know, you're, you're believing in them, and that, that's all too. People don't take the time to believe in someone because it takes that one moment, that kind, that one kind place where that makes someone's whole day or year, or month or life. You know, sometimes that that kind moment puts them in the puts them in the right direction. And I try to practice that, and I say try because I'm human too. I have my own stuff. Sometimes I'm not aware, but the moment I'm aware, I, you know, I, I, I make sure that I'm appreciating those around me. If you had to cite the, the like, may give me like a profile of a typical member of the indie film collective, what would you say that person's like personality-wise? So there's, there's, there's also, there's always the beginners, people that are passionate about getting in the industry, breaking in, like the woman we saw out front. Mm-hmm. She would, she just wanted to be on projects, and I love that enthusiasm because guess what? She's going to learn the most. Right, then there, we have industry professionals in our group. We have people, union stuntmen, SAG actors. We we have all the, we have all these types of folks with experience. But we also have those starting out uh, that would start as a PA, and then those who have maybe two three years experience. And we have the people that have twenty plus years experience. We have everyone. But what, what I stress is that everyone deserves respect. No one is going to be. There's no room for the diva or the ego. There's no room for that. I, because I, because usually when that's in play, someone else is uh, put in a lesser position or feel less. You know, and there's just no room for that. Let, let's um, let me talk a little bit about you because we have a few sure. minutes left. But um, so you write, direct, DP, produce. You you're kind of a, a, a DIY filmmaker, and yeah. uh, you've been doing this for a number of years. Do you have any any upcoming projects that you want to talk about that you want people to to be aware of? Yes. Yeah, so I am working on a American crime drama. It's a episodic called The End Game, and it's about human trafficking in New York City. And it's centered around a sex trade survivor now working for the FBI as a victim's advocate. 
and she's her goal is to find her sister who's still caught in the game uh, of human trafficking, and um, and also to bring down this cartel that was responsible for what happened to her and her sister. Where where are you guys at in the process for well, that? Well, um, so a couple, about two years ago, I created a proof of concept based off of an old idea. Mm-hmm. So um, I shot it. I can send you the link. And so uh, I, from that proof of concept, I'm able to convey my idea to people. And I'm rebooting the project. I just, I just uh, formed a writing team. And it's important that the majority of my writers are female writers mm-hmm. because it's coming from a female perspective. Uh, so I have five female writers and I have two male writers and I'm the showrunner. So we're, we're developing it. And one of our members, one of our writers is on the team. He actually comes to Brick. And we have a spot on the on the pitch session on November 14th. Oh, fantastic. So That's really cool. To... Do you have anything else that you're working on that we should know about? Uh, I just wrapping up a post, a comedy called Darn It. It's about a will, three women, and an urn. So, so someone someone's passed away. They left a will. They left a lot of money. And there's uh there's three three people sort of. It's a wife and ex wife and a sister who have to guess the deceased's true lover in order to win. Oh, so it's almost like a, it's like a like a King Lear situation yeah. with the division of the kingdom kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. That's interesting. That sounds funny. Yeah, we're gonna wrap up in a minute, but uh, if there's anything else you want you want to plug, let me know. But uh, where in general can people find you and find Indie Film Collective on the web? We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called uh, it's NYC Indie Film Collective. There's a few other ones that are also like NYC Indie Film, but that's not us. Okay. And we also have a meetup group, meetup.com group. NYC Indie Film Collective has a little. Uh, a pipe sign sign in between NYC and Indie Film Collective. It's just an up and down symbol. That's how you can find us. Um, and do the other indie films? You know, because you you said that you've got one. Um, you've yeah, got one here. We have a it, chapter. Yeah, chapters. Yeah. So where are the the other chapters? Are where again? Uh, L.A. L.A. Milwaukee, Philly, Bangkok, Australia, and Sydney, and then um, London. And how do and people get involved there the same way if they're not they don't happen to be in New York City? No. See, here's what's great about filmmaking. It's so okay. collaborative that. I even have one in Ireland, in Dublin. So it doesn't matter what country you're from. You're a filmmaker. You're a creator. So if you need to, if we need, you need collaboration, you need help, it doesn't matter. We, we can come together. We can go to Ireland. We can go to Australia to help you make your film. That's, that's the idea. That's the, whole, that's the type of community we have. We, wanna, we just want to collaborate and make content. And hopefully, fingers crossed. Exploit it and make money, right? Fabulous. Thanks so much. Thanks. Uh, thank you for coming, and uh, thank you once again for uh, taking this trip down the rabbit hole. For more episodes of this show for No Rest of the Weekend, you can always find them on our website, btrp.nyc. Uh, you can also listen to us on all the major podcast channels, Anchor, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify. We're, all, we're everywhere. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Joseph Ulo. For, for Behind the Rabbit Productions, I'm Jason Godby. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time.